What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Athletic Aesthetic Podcast, where art and sports connect through conversation. My name is Vinny. I'm your host of this podcast. You may know me better as VC2Art from social media, wherever platform you may find me on. Uh, I'm super excited for today's episode, uh, and I want to shout out to all the new subscribers, all the new people that are here from the last episode that I did with Benny Snell. Uh, it's really encouraging to see that you know you guys are. Uh, enjoying this show. And so I appreciate you being here and subscribing, commenting, liking, all of those things. Um, it, it really means the world to me. So today on the episode, I have uh, Matt Polinsky, which is a local guy from Pittsburgh, but you better, you may know him better as uh, Corey Graves from the WWE, married to superstar Carmella. Uh, and they are just honestly, like two of the coolest people that I've ever met. I had the honor of meeting them and I did a pair of shoes for uh, Corey a few months back, probably about a year ago now. Uh, and then since then met him, his wife, uh, and I messaged him and I was like, Hey man, want to do an episode of the podcast? And he's also like a very, uh, popular podcaster. He has two podcasts that he hosts himself, one with his wife, uh, called bear with us. And, uh, another one that is called after the bell that he hosts for the WWE. And so he's really big in the podcast world. And so when he got back to me and was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. I was honestly, like so excited. So, uh, we had a really good conversation because part of my life growing up, like a really big part of it was the WWF attitude era, stone cold, the rock undertaker, Kane, all of that stuff. Like grew up as a huge Jeff Hardy fan doing swanton bombs onto my trampoline. Uh, and if you watch the intro episode, I, I dive a little bit deeper into like what that, you know, uh, what I think that stage of my life kind of, you know, shaped me a little bit into the person I am today. So to get to sit down with uh, Matt or Corey Graves uh, and just talk to him about, you know, what made him want to pursue a career in the WWE and what brought him, you know, along the way developing his characters and then also his like local roots here in Pittsburgh, like what that looks like as a sports fan uh, and, you know, how he's implemented that into, you know, who he is now. And so we have a really good conversation. We get into some really fun topics. Uh, but before we jump into that, I want to shout out that we have some new merch. Okay. So it's available on the website. Since the last episode, I switched up the, the t-shirts a little bit. As you can see here, there's a front and a back now. Got the white option and the black option. The shorts are also still available matching. Got some hats. The camo hats are sold out, so all we have left now is the yellow, the teal, black and white, and then the one like I have on on the website too. So go check those out. Those are going quick. Make sure you snag one. And there's also some VC2 art merch. So if you just like the channel or you like my shoes or customs that I do, you can cop some VC2 art merch. But uh, this also is just another way to help keep this show going. I mean, this, you know, everything costs money. The mics, the, you know, pay for, you know, ad space, all kinds of like, you know, subscriptions, things to get this podcast out to you. And also I have a producer and, you know, he likes to get paid as well. So go cop some merch, show the show some love. And, uh, I'm excited to, to take this thing into, uh, into the future with, with some new guests, uh, that I have lined up for this podcast. So if you're here, if you're already subscribed, stay tuned. It's only going to get better. Appreciate you guys. Without further ado, let's jump in to episode six of the Athletic Aesthetic Podcast. Let's get it. All 
right, before we jump into the interview, I'd like to shout out to our sponsors, Candelore's Barking Beauties. Candelore's Barking Beauties is a full service grooming salon, and they have five locations here in the Pittsburgh area. So no matter where you're at, type them in on Google, you find one near you. They're open Tuesday to Saturday, eight to six, and there's no appointment needed. You just show up. Uh, and they have boarding and daycare available at their Irwin location. And if you'd like some more information on any of that, you can contact them at 412-872-5550 or visit them at candeloresbarkingbeauties.com. Candelore's Barking Beauties, where our salon is your salon. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're rolling, yeah. We're yeah. officially rolling. We're rolling. Naps are the best. Why? Naps are the best. <laughs> Very underrated. <laughs> um, before we actually do... Corey or Matt? What let's, am I? Uh, let's do Corey. You can do Corey. Corey? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll refer to myself as such regardless. Yeah. So I, I actually went up to you in Market Square and I was like, I don't know. Like I like was introducing him to, to um, I was introducing him and his wife Carmela to uh, my wife. And I actually like kind of got like caught up. I was like, Carmela. Yeah. And then I like forgot to introduce my wife and her name. It was just so awkward because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to introduce you as. So. My rule of thumb is I, I almost always introduce myself as Matt because my thought is like, Corey is the character that you play on TV. Yeah. And I'm not performing for you right now. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not on, I'm not in character. Yeah. So I'm just, it's a habit I've always gotten into that when yeah. I introduce myself and I say, hey, I'm Matt. And a lot of people get, it's like jarring to them because they've yeah. only known me as Corey. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't even pick the name Corey. That's what they <laughs> gave me. So that's, you know. Which is interesting. So, so they kind of help you create that whole it's kind of different to, for everybody i mean a lot of superstars come in from you know they from the independence or whatever they've they've made this their life's work that was kind of the case with myself you know your yeah. seth rollins guys who toured and traveled to get to the to the show and finally made it but nowadays you got a lot of different college athletes like now they have that nil program yeah. we've been using that a lot so we got a lot of people who have maybe never really even watched wwe or they kind of have an idea of what it is and then now there are tools in place. Like that's what our, our performance center is in Florida. It was modeled after, uh, I believe it was the New York Giants training facility. Really? In an effort to kind of provide all the tools that one could potentially need to be a WWE superstar. Wow. So you have not only eight rings or whatever the setup. I haven't been down there for a while, so God knows what it looks like. But uh, we used to have like eight rings. There's a... a state-of-the-art gym with trainers on site yeah uh, we've got i think they have like massage therapists now athletic <laughs> trainers they have this can uh, i just be a wrestler can it's, I just, it's and crazy. like and have no end goal of actually ma i just want to go to this facility it's and amazing like, train. It's, I, I know they do or they did a while ago they would do like tours once or twice a year so people could come through and see it's Dang. basically a factory yeah factory to create superstars but did you go through this i i, I went through it i actually got hired before it existed oh, okay. so i was like the first crop of people to yeah. come through it mm. and by that point it was weird because i was a little bit ahead of the curve like my class had kind of all found their footing and we were already doing tv yeah. and when nxt was like brand new right. so when the performance center opened we were all kind of like god i wish we had this when we started because <laughs> yeah. it's unbelievable we used to have yeah. to drive from tampa where our training facility was which was i think three rings okay and that was basically it it was a it was a glorified yeah. warehouse yeah and you had a, like our TV, sh our ring for, for the show that we would do like once a week, like the live crowd yeah. would go in and we'd put maybe 40, 50 people in there. <laughs> and then we would have to drive three days a week to train with John Cena's trainer. Okay. This dude named Rob, who's an unbelievable, like one of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life. But 
we didn't even have a gym on site. We all had our own gym memberships, but we had no sort of training <laughs> or sort of structure to it. So after a while, you would get into you would get to go to Rob's, yeah, and you would drive an hour into the middle of nowhere to where Cena's personal gym is. <laughs> And, you know, six or eight of you at a time would go through and Rob would put you through these crazy workouts. That's but wild. I was definitely in the best shape of my life at that point. I was going to say, dude, yeah, I can was, only imagine. It was pretty cool. So I want to go back a little bit okay. because you're talking about kind of your little, like, little bit of your origin story there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back even further if we can. Let's go, okay? man. Because we're both, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh <laughs> Yenzers here. I had to educate one of my guests. His name's Jake. He's from uh, Boston and he didn't know what a Yenzer was. And I said it like three times within the first time he like came to the, you know, city. And he was like, I, I gotta, I gotta stop. You keep saying Yenzer. I have no idea what that is. So it's nice to have, a, you know, another fellow Yenzer on the show. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so like, let's go back to kind of being raised in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and like WWF at the time, WWE, you know, that era of, you know, wrestling. When did you know that's what you wanted to get into? You know, take me I, back to I that. actually have to take you back a little bit further because okay. ultimately would have to blame my dad. Okay. Because my dad grew up and Bruno San Martino was his hero. Yeah. Absolutely until the day Bruno passed. Like I remember I think that was the saddest I'd ever seen my dad because <laughs> it was like Superman died. Yeah. I mean Bruno was looked upon and still is in this city with such reverence Absolutely. of what he meant not only to the to the wrestling business, but I mean he's a, a cultural icon here yeah. in Pittsburgh. He was he was our Superman. Yeah. So I grew up always watching wrestling. Like my earliest memories in my life are like watching wrestling with my dad and photos from Christmas. And I've got Hulk Hogan wrestling figures and and my dad sort of passed his fandom along to me. And I don't even think he, I mean, I was, I was my first, the first kid my parents had. So there was Mm -hmm. no blueprint yet. Yeah. I was, my dad was like, I really like wrestling. Maybe my son will like wrestling. Some of mine are are same thing. Earliest uh, memories. I was, you know, maybe like a few years after you and like getting ushered into it, uh you know, but I remember one of the first like main like core family moments was we went to uh, like my cousin's house and we all got the pay-per-view Yeah, and, you know, just watching like the cage match with like, you know, um, Undertaker and, and Mankind. Foley, and I mean, I still tease my dad to this day because that's the one significant event that took place in Pittsburgh that we weren't there live for. <laughs> yeah. We were in town. We watched it on pay-per-view. Yeah. But I remember thinking, Dad, of all I nights know. to not go, and my dad was even like, oh, Iconic God forbid night. it's the one time I don't take them that something amazing yeah. happens. But that was that was what we did. Like, that yeah. was how we bonded between my dad and my younger brother and I. Yeah. We, we were constantly, if, if they were at the Civic Arena, or, you know, we would go there all the time and, yeah. and watch, watch the matches. And that was like an obsession from yeah. a very young age Same. to where it was like, so if you ask me when I knew what, what I wanted to do, yeah. I don't think I ever really had a real goal other than I found things along the way that I like yeah. and I gravitated towards and I learned about. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, well, maybe this is a little bit far fetched. Did you ever have dreams of going like um, like, you know, like the sport of wrestling? Like, I, you know, what? I know you wrestled. I it. did. I wrestled in all through elementary school and middle school. And it just it, it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. I, I used to get severe anxiety when I was a kid going to a wrestling meet. Like mm. I remember walking out onto the mats in a you know a high school gym which yeah. looking back at it now isn't that large of a space but to walk into a gym at you know whatever I was eight nine ten years old yeah. and see a couple hundred people looking at me freaked me out to yeah. no end and, and I remember there were a few times I would like leave the tournament and my dad would go why do you even do this like why why did we show up here Man. but it freaked me out little did I know you know all these years down the road I would be in <laughs> front you, of thousands of people do you find yourself uh, getting nervous still uh, in front of crowds or I'm I'm very introverted 
when I'm not on camera, which is a, a real disconnect because yeah. Corey Graves on WWE is yeah. a loudmouth, opinionated, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. um, I'm a jerk. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a You're prick. The perfect heel. And that, I think, I guess that's part of me. Obviously, yeah. that's inside of me because I don't really have anybody showing me or telling me what exactly I have to say more often than not. Yeah. A lot, I have a lot of freedom. Um, but on a daily basis, man, I, I don't I don't like to go out to crowded places. I don't like going to big events or right. uh, as much as I love like a concert. There's still the lights are down. There's some anonymity. And yeah. it's not like I'm this mega star that is constantly getting swarmed and bothered. <laughs> I just kind of like to keep to myself and yeah. I keep to keep my, my circle small. And I have my people that I, I interact with and that make my life run. Um, and I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm not hard to get along with, but yeah. I'm not extroverted where I want all eyes on me or any eyes on me if I'm not working. Yeah. I mean, I can, I think that's obvious when I met you too. I remember that one of the first things I went home and told him, I was like, he's like the humblest superstar I've ever met in my entire life. Like he's like you, we had plans to do this, uh, about a month ago and life happens, things come up and you were like, can we reschedule? And you were like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, dude, you don't owe me anything to be on this podcast. But, but I'm, I'm no <laughs> better than anybody. I mean, I have a really cool job, but I'm just a dude. Right. I mean, I, I you, you have yeah. a project that you're and passionate about it, yeah. and, and that I, I've done it. I do it to this day. I deal with it all the time scheduling is what it is especially yeah. you know with with my career but i if i give somebody my word i i'm old school in that way where yeah. if is that the pittsburgh yinzer in you? i think it probably is i think yeah. it's that blue collar yinzer mentality yeah. where hey you may not have anything but you always have your word mm -hmm. and there's value to your word yeah. and i'll dance around something <laughs> all day if i don't want to commit to it because once i give you my word yeah. I, i'm obligating myself to do that so I'll, I'll go, hey, you know, uh, hit me back. Uh, that looks a little, uh, I got to check with somebody. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I don't necessarily know that I want to give that commit commitment. But when I give you a commitment, yeah, I, I'm going to stand by it. It may take, take a while, you but I stand by it. You the office at all? I love the office. One of my favorite uh, Ryan Howard moments is when uh, Andy's doing the seminar and he's like, can I get a commitment from you? And he's like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, okay, so I'll book you as no. And he's like, well... I don't want to not commit because that's just as much right. of a commitment. And I like never in the I, history of the show did I connect I know that to Ryan struggle very well. Like yeah. so well, it's like a commitment either way. So you're just gonna live in the ambiguity of like exactly. I don't exactly. know about well, I this never detail. officially said yes, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. obligated. But yeah, maybe I'll show up and they'll be happy anyway. Yeah, I think my wife hates that about me because I do that with like everything. She can text me and then be like, she can know exactly that like I don't want to commit to something just by the question that I ask her in response to like yes. what you know what I mean yes like, because ordinarily like, if it's a good if, if it's a good thing you just go yeah I'm yeah into for it. sure committed like, yeah. who's all gonna be there <laughs> uh are we gonna be able to get out of there in time, time like I was thinking about yeah are we driving separate or yeah. like she already, she already knows <laughs> yeah. I have like some other plan afterwards if we're driving separate yeah but yeah that's that's I mean it's just how it is you know it's just it, how is. it is so going back to like you always kind of knowing that was your you know your thing and and you eventually just you would get there or you, like you had like maybe did you have goals did you, what was your like okay what was your first step that you were like okay this is official because that is a commitment there right you're like hey i'm committing to making a step to to doing this and so my story and, I, and forgive me because i've told this one a million times but it, it kind of all starts at one particular point mm -hmm. i was a freshman in high school and I was going through a crisis like every kid in high school does. I don't know what I'm going to do. Am I going to go to college? I don't particularly like school. I'm good at it, but I don't really enjoy it. Do I want to yeah. spend that much time? Just like every Typical kid has, a, has an issue. Stuff, yeah. And I decided that the solution to all of my problems was going to be to get my tongue pierced. <laughs> 
And my dad was like, why? I don't understand that. Why? How is that going to help? Like, you know, yeah. I'm depressed or whatever I thought was depressed at the time. You're in high school. You're, yeah. The world's falling apart at all times, you yeah. know? So my dad goes, why don't you do something creative? Do something productive. He goes, you know, join a gym. Go, go learn to box. Go learn to be a pro wrestler. Nah. And I went, <laughs> okay. And in the years since, my dad has admitted that when I said, okay, in that moment, he had no idea how to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> he was just trying to make me feel better. Luckily, uh, my dad was a fire chief for a couple of volunteer fire companies in the area when I was growing up. And they used to do wrestling as a fundraiser. Okay. A couple times a year with a, a local promotion that yeah. was based uh, out of Old Eastland Mall. Okay. Which no longer exists. Yeah. But uh, it was a company called PWX. He, he reached out to the promoter. And, the, and he told the promoter, like, hey, listen, my son wants to get in the business, but he's, what, 15 years old or, yeah. or 14 or 15 at the time. Thankfully, the promoter uh, was kind enough to bend the rules a little bit. Okay. And I started wrestling training. So, like, two or three days a week, I would go out to Eastland Mall, which they, they had a ring set up in the back of an old storefront. <laughs> and the front was, like candy and sports cards and collectibles and things and in the back inexplicably there was just this little people hitting each other wrestling arena yeah so i would go there and get the living hell beat out of me (laughs) by you know grown men i was the young kid and it was very much oh you want to do this kid yeah and and everyone was awesome nobody tried to hurt me or but but they didn't give it to me easy you know you get there and it's 20 degrees outside and they're making you run around the mall for cardio i mean i paid my dues you know and from that point forward it was more, I, I, the thing I compare it to most that everybody can understand is like being in a band. Okay. You start a band because you want to make music, because you want to express yourself in some way. And then you play and, oh, you got a gig and you're not making any money and you're playing just so somebody pays attention to you, just to know right. that, you're, that you exist. And you keep grinding and you keep hustling and hopefully somebody takes notice. Somebody gives you an opportunity. Yeah. And that was kind of it. At first it was like, okay, I, the goal, I guess, ultimately was always WWE. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if that was even realistic. Yeah. That's like picking up a football for the first time and saying, hey, I'm going to be a Steeler when I grow up. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. We all like that dream, but how yeah. realistic is it? So what was... Sorry. I don't know if you were still going. No, yeah. I, I, was, I was, was just saying. So I was just... I was chasing the dream. Yeah. That's it. What was your first... Like you mentioned, like till someone gives you that first break or first shot or like, what was that first... Uh, My first big break. I mean, I did the, the Western Pennsylvania independent scene, which now, mind you, this is still like when WWE and WCW is red hot, the Attitude right. Era, so to yeah. speak. So there were independent companies everywhere. Uh, I mean, it was like littered with Indies. Yeah. I, could, I could get a, a match every weekend somewhere, but I wasn't making any money. I wasn't right. really getting any better. It was just for experience, just trying to, to get something. And there was some weird happenstance. Uh, forgive me with the dates because I'm terrible with uh, some people were like, uh, oh, I remember back in 98 I was doing I this. I can't do that I don't either. even know what year it is now. Yeah. I have to check my phone every time I'm filling out a check or Straight something. Straight up. Same. Um, but uh, there, was, there was somebody... There was a company in England that was trying to book somebody from here in the States and that person wasn't available or or couldn't do it for whatever reason. So I had a buddy of mine that I had known. uh, He's actually from Canada, but I had met him from the the Pittsburgh Indies here. His name's Anthony. He got an opportunity with this British company to help book the American talent. That's what he was just more of a, a, a liaison. Yeah. And they needed somebody who could talk. And even on the Indies, when I was getting started, I had a bit of a gift for gab. That's kind of always been my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a bit loquacious as, as we are learning right now. Um, but that was it. They needed somebody who could talk on the microphone in the ring and be like a sort of a manager. Yeah. And so he pitched me to this promoter in England 
and said, oh, by the way, he can also wrestle. He's not yeah. just a talker. He can wrestle too. And that kind of was what really launched me because I was now getting exposure and it wasn't social media wasn't as, as crazy as it is today where yeah. that was like such a useful tool. There were still message boards and you would like send links. And if you had a match on YouTube, that was like a, a cool thing. Right. You could show people what you did. That's how old I feel right now. <laughs> just saying this out loud. I know. But once the England thing started happening, doors started opening left and right. I started getting a lot of opportunities because people realized like, oh, hey, this American kid who may not have the American indie buzz is still doing all this stuff with these big stars. A lot of like the impact stars were going over at the time. Yeah. A lot of top independent names in the country were, were over there. Yeah. So just by default, I was getting a lot more opportunities because I was hanging with a, a higher class of athlete. Yeah. So what wrestlers were you looking at at that time? Oh man. Like um, my, my favorites of all time. have got to be, you know, Ric Flair. Uh, my, my dad was always a fan. My dad was always a fan of the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So as much as he loved Bruno, he loved yeah. the bad guys just as much. So Flair was always one for me. Um, Shawn Michaels, uh, even going back to, you know, the ultimate, well, I was an ultimate warrior guy. I was a yeah. Hulk Hogan guy. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's impossible to pinpoint one favorite or influence. Uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, I thought was like the coolest guy that ever lived. I saw a podcast where you talked about, uh, after he passed that you were saying like your dad would just walk into a room and just flick two. Yeah, it, it was, it was. And it's so funny how <laughs> I guess probably subconsciously, I never think about it like this, but my dad has been such a constant and obviously is growing up and to this day he now almost pulls back and he's like he doesn't want to talk to me about work yeah because it's no one wants to talk about their job so yeah. he's like so uh hey uh, <laughs> just, so how how was this thing that you did now and but he's still it's still as exciting for him as it, right. as it ever has been so and that's that's a gift dude yeah, that's it's pretty cool that's man. so awesome that you guys share that it is um so you have obviously some inspiration you know from other wrestlers how did you create your first kind of persona uh, I think my, my whole goal within the wrestling bubble was that I always wanted to be a rock star and I never had any musical talent. Yeah. <laughs> like if my dad would have signed me up for guitar lessons at some point in my You'd life, just be like who knows? playing guitar for Metallica right yeah, now. Maybe yeah. <laughs> you never know if I had the, the same drive, hopefully I'd be somewhere. But, um, so I always just thought that that aesthetic, like the rock and roll vibe was always something that really attracted me. And I just yeah. thought, you know, the stereotypical rock star persona, larger than life, just yeah. cool and, and living by their own rules. That was always what attracted me. So I was like, well, you know what? I kind of want to be if there was a wrestling rock star. Yeah. Now, mind you, when you're starting out like anything, you don't have any money. I don't have access to cool gear. I, I mean, I have I'm saving money up or, <laughs> or asking my parents, hey, for Christmas, can you buy me new wrestling boots? Like yeah. just whatever I could to, to get something. So yeah. it was a long process of kind of figuring it out. And I, my, my first wrestling name was Sterling James Keenan, mm -hmm. which we always shortened to SJK because it was easier to remember. Sterling, I stole from Sterling Sharp, who was my favorite football player growing up from the yeah. Packers. He was unbelievable. And Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool. So I was like, hmm, two favorite things. I'm going to smash them together and see how this works. How, so uh, Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp. Why yeah. was he your... He was just cool to me, man. I I, I just... Was it his vibe, his look, his... He was awesome. I, it, he was it an was, incredible he was player. One of the first... I would dare say I was a Sterling Sharp fan before I was a football fan. Okay. Because when I would grow up, this is really aging us now, be long before the days of social media <laughs> yeah. where you could open your phone and find out what happened. Yeah. I would wake up every morning before school and watch SportsCenter. And so I could have something to talk about with my friends. Mm -hmm. And Sterling Sharp had highlights every single Catching week. And I, this guy's doing these 
superhuman things on the yeah. field that I'd never seen. And I'm like, this yeah. guy's. I, and I owned a Sterling Sharp jersey before I ever owned a St- Pittsburgh Steelers anything because my dad was like, well, yeah. that's that's his guy. He likes Sterling Sharp. Um, yeah, that's, and that's really all that, that it's kind of the end of it. I have no, I never you still met the have guy. The jersey? No, no, I wish I did. I have a gift for you. Yeah. Yeah. Can I give it to you now? Please. All right. One sec. All right. You have got to be kidding me. So this is the first official athletic aesthetic patch on a Jersey. And, uh, I hope it fits you. I just grabbed something that would fit me. And there's this... a little surprise on the back here for you too. Oh my God. This is wild, dude. This is so wild. I was hoping that Wikipedia was true. Oh in, my god! In your amazing. inspiration to your name. That is so cool. I wanted to keep it for myself. <laughs> man, I love this. Thank you. So yeah, man, that's for you. This is that is awesome. Man. I I did a you know I did a little search on Wikipedia and we we met uh, pointing at Cole, my producer, and uh, we were like, dude, it would be so cool to get this jersey that's unbelievable if that's, that's I'm really away man that is, I, that is i had cool. to like ask you though before i gave it to you to make sure that you weren't like yeah i liked randy moss and then no, i'm gonna be like no. like throw the gift away yeah <laughs> yes that is so cool man that is all. i was actually just in green bay i, I drove past lambeau field on monday really we were, we were there for uh we were at the rush center which is next door to have you ever been to green bay i haven't no there's nothing there just Green Bay is not stadium. a city. Yeah. It's like you're driving through a neighborhood. Like you might as well be driving through Monroeville. Yeah. And they just have Lambeau Field <laughs> right in the middle of it. And then you, it, it, it's Wild. great. It's beautiful. It's clean. Yeah. The people are awesome. Yeah. I, I really like it there. But you think, oh, it's a city. It's yeah. a major city. All these cities. No, no. Green Bay is like a really big neighborhood. Man. Pretty cool. This is unbelievable, man. I'm blown away by this. <laughs> I'm glad you Thank like you. it, dude. For sure. Thank you. Um, I was going to get a case for it too, but I was like, no, let me just give it to him. No, man. I, I will. Maybe he'll wear it or something. No, that'll be awesome. Speaking of, uh, you know, things that, that you're wearing, um, let's talk about how we met. Yeah. And you got some, I don't know if they're in the camera shot or not. Well, let's, I'll take it off and make sure that they're in the camera shot because <laughs> if they aren't. So how, how did we meet? Because I actually went back in our DMs and I couldn't remember. To the best. Someone tagged you yes, in something. Yes, to the best of my knowledge. You had posted something that you had made maybe for a Steeler or, or somebody okay. in Pittsburgh. And somebody who obviously followed you and was a fan of mine tagged me. And it was just like, it was, I, I, I get tagged in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm terrible at responding or paying attention. And I just so happened to see it like on the notifications. Hey, Graves, you should check this out or whatever. Yeah. And I clicked on it. I went, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And and I, st- I looked through some of your videos and I, I, we connected, I okay. think, from that. And the next thing you know, you were like, hey, man, I'd love to make you some kicks. Yeah. And Shout out to are. whoever that was that tagged you. Yeah, right? I apologize. I, I, I wish I would like, remember put that. Put this all into motion. Maybe if you, if you know who you are and you're watching, let me know. And I'll, I'll give you a hat. Hat is, you can pick your, One of, yeah, whatever I'm your getting, hat. I'm getting just showered with just showering with gifts. gifts, bro. The AA hat, I got the jersey, This. Yeah. I got the kicks. Yep. But these these were so cool to me because when we were talking about putting them together, I was like, I want something Pittsburgh-centric. But to me, the one thing that is super important that came out of Pittsburgh that doesn't get enough love yeah. is zombies. Yep. Tom Savini, yeah. uh, I mean, he lives he's still here in Bloomfield. Yeah. Uh, Jason Baker, who works with Tom, is a great friend of mine. And I was like, you know what? In this day and age with the phenomenon that has been, you know, The Walking <laughs> yeah. Dead and zombies are like pop culture now. For sure. And it all really started here. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just eager for the city to get the love that it deserves when it yeah, comes to that. I was glad when you, you know, because I do so many Pittsburgh designs. So sure. it, was, it was fun to do something 
you know, with a little different twist on it. So I got to have a little fun with it. Yeah, he gave it was, me free reign on it too. So I was yeah, just man. like, <laughs> I've learned that. I worked in a tattoo shop for all those years and, yeah. and you would always learn. You could tell a tattoo artist specifically what you want done mm -hmm. or you could explain to them what you want and yeah. let them put their flair on it's it. Always better. And 100 times out of 100, <laughs> you get a better result because when the yeah. artist gets to put a little bit of something that is themselves into it, yeah. it works way better. Yep. I've actually gotten to the point where I'm like, like I don't turn down an order if I have no creative freedom because I'm not at that point yet. But like, I, I mean, yeah, it, it puts you in a box. It really does. And it's like, it makes it not fun to make it. And that's, I think at the beginning, that's why you do that. Sure. You know? so, have you ever had, have you ever had issues where you're like, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like you get like a, like a artist block. I just had that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm currently in that <laughs> Cody's on the other side <laughs> of the studio living in it right now. <laughs> um, it's very real. Like it's, so where, do, mean, where do you get like inspiration? I mean, for, for stuff like this, obviously, you know, uh, the, the hyper tricycloid is going to be a, a stable. Yeah. No matter Cody what he just do, pointed but. at himself and he's, he's not the inspiration. <laughs> Um, we do keep each other going though when we get into those into those funks. Uh, yeah. It's good to have a community of other people that can kind of see you and you don't have to explain how you feel because they're doing it also and they've mm -hmm. been there and they just see you and they know uh, you're going through it with this project right now. Let's go grab a beer or like you know what I mean. You don't have to like explain it. You just go watch a game or whatever. Just yeah. get out of the the funk. Um, so I think having a community of people that are like in a similar area as you in life helps me. Um, but also just like my family, mm -hmm. you know, and just like being around my daughter and stuff like this morning, I was coming straight here from, um, I haven't formally announced this on any platforms yet. So this might be the first, but we have our second child on the way. Congratulations. Um, yeah. But, uh, we had our first like sonogram this morning and she was supposedly like eight weeks. Um, and they were like, the lady was like, we're going to listen. There's probably not going to be a heartbeat yet. Cause it's so early. Yeah. And she like put the, so, the sonogram thing there and it was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was oh, like, that's holy coolest, crap. Man. Like, it was wild because we were like, she set it up that she was like, expect not to hear anything yeah. and don't panic when you don't. And we heard it and it was like, little bonus. Whoa. Man. That's like, awesome. That's, she Very. was like, this is only the second time this early that I've ever heard a heartbeat. So it was kind of a moment, but yeah, those, those things kind of keep me going. And then also you look at your bank account sometimes yeah. when you get into a, a pinch and you're like, do I I want to finish this project and you're like i need to finish this yeah, project you know what yeah, i mean yeah. so there's great motivator multiple factors <laughs> yes, there that, that keep you going um but yeah man so uh i wanted to talk about the shoes to kind of transition into you know the heart of this podcast is we talk about sports and art mm -hmm. and how they connect and you know the obviously the the sport of professional wrestling is such an aesthetic like there's i mean it's i think a lot of people are ushered into the you know the sport because they like the way a wrestler dresses or sure. the, they like it you know and then like i remember growing up i wanted to be jeff hardy like i i wanted to like i think we all did yeah it was just it was just yeah. so cool to like see him and like um so then you know even in football you know growing up i had football role models that i wanted to dress like as well mm -hmm. um and so one of the fun things that uh i got we started this on the last episode uh with benny snell was that i asked him on the spot Okay, if you could redesign uh, a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform, what would you do? I saw it. I saw okay. it on your page when you posted it. Yeah, so it has like it's got a lot of people talking about it. There's he was on 93.7 The Fan. They mentioned him, and they were like, you know, BSF Benny Snell football. He has a career after uh, as Benny Snell Fashion. He doesn't even have to change the initials. It's Benny Snell Fashion. That's cool. So it's it's got a little bit of uh, you know juice to it. And I want to ask you with the XFL and all that. 
if you had to design a uniform and create a Pittsburgh team, what would the team name be? What would the uniform look like? And then I'm going to mock this up and we'll see what it looks like. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to put a little thought into this one. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm such a traditionalist. Like, I, I, I Penguins, Pirates, Steelers. Like, that just anything different mm-hmm. feels dirty to okay. me. So I can't say that I would change anything. And I'm going to, I'm going to switch this answer. Okay. It's not the question you asked me, okay. but I'm going to give you an answer because I think the pirates need the, the biggest redesign. Okay. And, and hear me out on this because I've, I've had this conversation over beers with some friends. <laughs> okay. And if anybody from the pirates organization is listening and you need somebody to come and take over marketing, this is my thought. You have a marketing degree, correct? I, I, I so. mostly, I never <laughs> finished it, but I took all the classes. Wikipedia I, I failed. I think yeah. I have like a, a math class. I still have to take at CCAC to actually get my degree, but <laughs> I did all the marketing classes. The pirates need to take the role like the Raiders used to in that pirates are bad guys, right? Yeah. Pirates are bad guys. We do this, oh, we, we're still stuck in we are family. Yeah. That's the not the same Roger, team. We haven't yeah. had a good team in 25 years. I mean, save for a few a few moments sure. here and there. Yeah. Just lean into being bad guys. Mm. I want like like pillaging and, yeah. and like the old Raiders vibe from okay. the 80s. They were the bad boys of the NFL, right? We're not, we're not good guys. We're here. We're going to hurt you. We're going to play dirty. I'm not suggesting the Pirates start we playing dirty. We flip into the other dugout. I'm saying know, be just, brash. Let, let, yeah. like, let these guys be who they want to be. Let them be caricatures. You know what I mean? Let the, I, I like want a it. bad guy because the only thing that makes a good guy more valuable is a good bad guy, right? It, it, yeah. Is Batman as cool without the Joker? No. no. Let the Pirates be the bad guys of the major leagues. And then you you almost know, it's almost like a like an enhancement wrestler where you you know that guy's not going to win, but you're going to watch it anyway because he's yeah. fighting your guy. So when the Pirates come to town and they're playing, you know, God knows, whoever, the Mets, yeah. the Mets are like, oh, Mets fans want to show up. Oh God, the, those bastard pirates are coming back to town. We get we got like boo them vociferously. Like I want to, I want the pirates to be the bad guys. I like and that. really lean into just pirate vibe. Like we're gonna sign your best free agent. And we're gonna mistreat them, <laughs> and then we're gonna get rid of them. You know, it's not really. It's sort of based in reality. So. I, <laughs> I think that's the way to go. I Are think you sure just, that's not what they're doing? Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I really think that's that's the way that the Pirates should should do it. So I, I know it was the Steelers this. question, but I'm going to switch because I'm more of a, a baseball guy. I, yeah. I love the Pirates yeah. despite all my best efforts. Same. I'm thinking maybe like black uniforms. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. We're, we're not even going to wear colors. We're not even going to wear silver. Like silver, like the Raiders, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to wear all black. All black. Possibly like... We might not even have numbers. We're just (laughs) (laughs) just straight up black uniform. Less less easier to identify when when you got to get away when you commit a uh, penalty on the. the, Yeah, I almost said commit a crime on the field. (laughs) You commit a penalty on the field. They're like, ah, the guy. No, not you. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, five. uh, Maybe I don't know. Who knows? I love it. I like it. I think it's fun. I I think that's the one thing that's missing. Everybody's kind of like, yeah, you know, because the Steelers have such a great history. The Penguins are, are, and also the Penguins is a terrible mascot let's be honest like penguins aren't well, that's threatening. a hot take it, they're not I, I love the penguins i, I support <laughs> them you know but yeah, i love it's not, penguins it's not threatening are, there, I, are there killer penguins no there's no like, i don't think there are but penguin? i say with confidence i mean i'm sure they do they eat fish they're like uh there's, we had, didn't we have like the condors at some point there was a, a basketball it was a basketball oh, team right yeah um we had the pythons for when I was a kid for a couple. I remember the power, the arena team. Yeah, that was a good I time. That. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I think the I think pirates yeah. need a fresh coat of paint, man. I'm gonna hey, do both. We have for a, sure. You realize we have a USFL team 
that represents us and has our name, yeah. yet doesn't even leave the state of Alabama. Yeah, and they my, chose... My wife's going to do a signing there this weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, well, couldn't you yeah. wait till they come to town? And she goes, they don't come they to don't town. They don't come here. Nope. And my biggest beef with them is that they chose orange and purple, which are basically the Ravens and Browns. They just picked right. the two colors that we hate the most. Right. So I think if anybody needs a you know a re, redone, yeah. redone, it's them. It was. It's. I, I'd seen the old vintage logo, like the, mm-hmm. with the guy swinging the hammer, yeah. and it, it's kind <laughs> of a cool vibe, like based on the Steel City. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. One of one of my like, uh, is it like like bad to shout out like your own tweets that you like that you tweeted yourself? Because I'm about to do that. I'm the worst at Twitter, so I never have that option. I usually just get in trouble for it. They so. tweeted like a when they announced their mascot, and they mm-hmm. were like, name the mascot, and his name's Maul. And I was like M A U L, and it's like everyone was like tweeting and was like he's a knockoff, you know, um, stealing, stealing a beam. A beam or whatever. And like I was like, okay, so how can I play on words with Mall? And so I was like, you should call him Century Three Mall because <laughs> if you if you are local to the Pittsburgh area, you just know like what that means. I worked in Century Three Mall I, for I like, I grew up going there, and I didn't realize until recently that at one point that was like the biggest mall it in the was country. A big deal, man. It was huge, and yeah. I and I saw something on YouTube a few weeks ago where like this guy was exp- he explores yeah. abandoned malls, yeah, and he did Century Three, and it was like so heartbreaking. It to really me. That, was. That place was like Disneyland, childhood. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it was. It's def- there's something like it's weird. There's like a piece of everybody that grew up in Pittsburgh's heart that's attached that place yeah it's so weird um i went to Mon- i used to well, i worked in monroeville mall oh you did i, I grew up in monroeville yeah. so i was I, I worked there yeah all through high school and i actually went i took my kids there a few months ago and yeah. it's unrecognizable it's completely different it's, it's so weird like, it's, it's so, so weird how certain places kind of do that yeah you know yeah um it just like it's like this weird eerie feeling when something that you really enjoy doesn't exist anymore yes it's very very strange i don't, I don't know and it why makes it you is. feel very old yeah <laughs> really old man um do you find yourself fun. getting more nervous when you transition into uh like calling wrestling matches re- versus wrestling in them or ah uh, that's a good question i definitely ha- had more nerves when i was competing um okay. just because of the physical nature sure, of it yeah. like if something goes awry it could mean catastrophe were you more nervous for yourself or for the safety of the person you were wrestling against? both yeah both because i i and Everybody does and should take great pride in always taking care of their opponent. Right. You know, it takes two to tango, and if yeah. you don't have a, a good dance partner, neither of you look good. Right. So you always want to uh, take great pride in, in being safe. And look, it's it's 2022. People realize it's predetermined, but the art is it hurts, yeah, but you don't injure sure, people. Man. That's that's you yeah. know what I mean. You do it, and, and they're making contact, and you yeah. see it all the time. People have you know black eyes and mm-hmm. busted lips, and yeah, it's it's not pretend. Yeah, but the art is doing it so that you do not injure right your opponent. So I always took great pride in that. Um, now I think my nerves more or less come from I'm my own worst critic. So and I'm getting this constant flood of information, particularly like during a Monday Night Raw. People would probably lose their minds if they could listen in with into my headpiece. Yeah, just for three hours, the amount of information that I have to process. Sometimes I have to parrot it out. Sometimes it's a line that is is important to a story. Sometimes it's something like, "Okay, the video package we're going to go to next is dead, and now we're doing Mm. something different." But there's not a commercial break in between, so we'll be in the middle of a match. And my executive producer should be in the TV Hall of Fame. I mean, the guy's (laughs) an absolute wizard to be able to do all the things he does. And he'll go, Corey, talk. 
and I'll just start talking about whatever I'm seeing. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's giving the information to my partners oh, or man. guys talk. And hey, Corey, after this, that package is no longer there. Now we're throwing to a Roman Reigns backstage. And then out of that, now the graphics there and things yeah. are shifting. And, and it's all, there's reasons behind all of it, you know, yeah. be, be above my pay grade that I don't, I don't know why they have to happen for television purposes, Yeah, but it's chaos. Yeah. And I've gotten comfortable in that now. And that's actually what I look forward to is when the, and it, it's not uncommon. The shows are changing sometimes while we're on the air. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, Oh, you know, this is fun. That's like yeah. my test. As far as calling a match, I get no nerves and I feel like I could do it in my sleep. Mm -hmm. And I, and I not trying to, you know, disparage myself or my, what I'm doing, but it's like, I've called matches for everybody in the business. Yeah. I've called the main events of WrestleMania. That's the easy part right. to me. I just, I'm just telling a story. I just, as long as I have a good story to tell, man, I'll have all day. I have a, a blast with yeah. that. Um, so I don't really say I get nervous. It's just more so information management that stresses me out now. Yeah. When it's, you know, you've and it's, you got my producer. I'm listening to my, I'm trying to listen to my partners because we're trying to have a conversation about what's happening on screen right. for the viewers at home. Meanwhile, and then, and then you have the voice of God, you know, the boss, the <laughs> yeah. boss comes in from time to time with oh, that man. gravelly growl <laughs> and it just stops you in has the middle it, of whatever you're saying. Ever, like said something that you were like oh like he like ever like came at you like reprimanded you for something oh yeah it, it, ha it happens and i was warned up front like day one calling monday night raw Was he if, just calling, if, like, if, damn it Corey. if like, the boss comes at you it's never from a place of malice <laughs> he he's got his brain on so many different yeah. things that if he notices you did something he didn't like he snaps at yeah. you and by the time he's done with the sentence, he forgets what he was mad about. <laughs> yeah. It's never personal. And that's what I think yeah. that helps because there are times where you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. I just screwed that up. Uh, yeah. And then you realize, no, he's just so passionate yeah. about everything. And, and ultimately, the buck stops with him. Yeah. That's his baby. That's his company. That's his product. That was his vision. Yeah. So when he says, oh, no, damn it, Corey, that's not what we <laughs> wanted to say. Oh, OK. And, and I've worked and done this job long enough that I like to think I can predict where he wants to go yeah and i'd say about 85 percent of the time i'm right but that 15 percent of the time that'll that's jarring when you're you're sitting there watching and you all of a sudden like i said that voice just cuts through everything and gravelly yeah. and it just goes okay yeah <laughs> and then, but then you come back through the curtain hey great shot there, there have been nights where on yeah. the air i was positive i was getting right. fired <laughs> as soon as i walk through that curtain i'm done i'm banished from the business like yeah. i might as well just start something new <laughs> And walk back into the curtain and great job tonight. Big handshake and a pat on the back. And it's like, well, <laughs> if you were happy, then Giant I guess exhale. I was great. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I have to gauge it off of. Man. I mean, you, you hear like comedians and people say like, once you've bombed on stage, like you have no fear in like, do you, do you feel that? Like there's no situation that you could enter into where you're like, I can't handle this. I, I sort of feel that way. I, there, there are times where I'm still uncomfortable but I've gotten enough confidence in my ability to BS that I realized that I should have gone to law school and I would have made a <laughs> lot more money than touring around on the independence. Less concussions. For all those years. Less concussions. <laughs> my body would feel amazing. And uh, yeah, it would be paid really well. But yeah. it, it, it's, it is. It's been weird on the job training. It's a job I never in a million years thought I was going to have. Yeah. I thought I was going to be a wrestler. Yeah. I thought I was going to be the intercontinental champion. Yeah. And now, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm, working my way toward being the voice of a generation which know. in and of itself seems surreal to say so i don't say it very often because i still really, have a hard time believing it it's so you have such an iconic role within that organization 
You know, when you think of like growing up, you think of, you know, by God, you know, mm -hmm. like it's just like it's ingrained in every match. It still it's, blows me away that I sit in Jerry the King Lawler's seat. It's wild. That's still King's seat to me because I, I grew up and that was I just got role. goosebumps. And, I couldn't imagine that. That's and so and crazy. I've gotten to know Jerry and Jerry has been awesome to help yeah. me out. Um, and, and he's just always there to, to lend some advice or just to say, hey, man, you're doing a great job. Jerry's been so cool. You know, yeah. anything I've ever needed, never hesitated to ask. Yeah. But, yeah, that's still weird to me because it's like anything. Yeah. When you're in it, you're just like, oh, it's just another day at the office. But then when you step back, you go, my God, my office was yeah. what I dreamed of my entire life. Yeah. When, when, you, uh, like when you think of it in that light, like how much you, know, you love what you do now, remove – like you know i concussions all would you go would you go back i'll do it all over again i mean would Absolutely. you i mean like would you right now would you go back into the ring or would you choose what you're doing so now? i got i got medically cleared okay i did hear that yeah. but i don't so know what that i so long long story short for those that are listening who probably don't know the whole deal while i was in nxt um i was i was on the verge of getting called up as they say i was doing live event tours uh, with the main roster mm -hmm. you know the the weekend house shows or whatever you want to call them right um i was doing those and it seemed all the signs seemed to be that sooner than later i was going to be on raw or smackdown and then i got another concussion which is just something i had with a great deal of frequency and anyone that knows or has experienced it once you get one you're more susceptible to more yeah. and and this was all right around the time that the nfl yeah. concussion suit was going on i feel like we, you and I, so my playing career actually stopped because of concussions also yeah i think and we talked about that briefly yeah and i feel like it was the same time zone where there was like this the, you know the movies coming out about it the will mm -hmm. smith movie and then you got like you know this whole new wave of everyone trying to figure it out and it was almost like anybody with a concussion it was like pause stop doing all activity until we figure out right. what's going on here right it and, very much was and it was the timing it was the, it was the climate in yeah. sports at the time and i'd had uh, i think i think three within like a calendar year mm -hmm. diagnosed which also makes you realize the more you learn how many did i have that weren't diagnosed yes because i didn't research concussion yep. at all until after i had my career yeah. shut down i remember several times in high school getting hit and then like seeing blue or green for a little bit and then literally chalking it up to I think my contact was just sliding. Yeah. Like, it just moved in uh, my What eye, happened? Oh, I just know? got my like, bell rung. I'm yeah, fine. Give like, me a second. So. And you go back in, and then now you've learned, and they continue to learn, and the research right. is getting better. And now, even in the last year or so, they've walked it back a little bit. No yeah. longer is it, oh, too many concussions, catastrophic, yeah. definitely CTE, definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, I mean, CTE is obviously proven to be something that yeah. is legitimate, is real, but we don't yeah. know about it until Til somebody's passed, until yeah. it's too late. So uh, I'm curious to see what that all uh, becomes, but my concussions shut me down and I just sort of went into panic mode where, okay, I'm not allowed to wrestle anymore. Yeah. I worked my whole life to get to this point. What can I do? And I jumped into the, the commentary. How soon was movie. that flip from wrestling to commentary? Probably a, probably about a year because I, I got hurt. I had my last concussion. It was right before WrestleMania 30, 30 in okay. new Orleans. Yeah. It was the, the night, the Saturday before. So, um, and I, I remember I took some time off to heal. I thought I was fine. Went to saw, saw a whole bunch of specialists. Was just kind of waiting for the green light to get back in the ring. And that's when they, they broke the news to me that I couldn't couldn't go back in. And it broke my heart. It was yeah. the worst news I'd ever had. Um, but I think rather than dealing with it at the time, I just shoved it all down and went, okay, I got a, I got a family to take care of. I got bills to pay. How am I going to do this? 
and I started trying anything and everything they would let me. Yeah. I was I was setting up speakers at live events and running cable and and helping guys choose their entrance music and I mean literally yeah. anything they would let me try I did and knock on wood my uh, gift of gab came back to <laughs> to save the day. Yeah. And so. then so great that podcasting is what it is sure. now and like the opportunity you have with that and um, you know, if you guys don't listen to his podcast yet, you should check it out. He's like got these amazing guests and you also do one with your, you know, your with wife, my, my and- wife, my, so my, my first, my WWE podcast after the bell, you can get both of these podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So like, follow, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, yeah. Plug my own this stuff is, this properly. This is the moment. Go for it. <laughs> but, uh, after the bell is it's my my little corner of the WWE universe, and m- most of the time we have a superstar, and and we'll talk about the pertinent issues at the time. But it's really kind of like a chance to see the superstars as people. Yeah, that's my goal. As what makes them tick, and yeah. the, the name that's after the I bell about it. is is apropos because Perfect. it's okay. The bright lights are off. It's not about you're not on right now. Yeah. I want to know what you were thinking when you did that. Or yeah. to, you know, it's kind of fun for me to to get to know a lot of these guys and girls in a different manner. Yeah. And then the other po- uh, podcast, Bear with Us, B A R E, Bear with Us, uh, also available everywhere. Is my wife, <laughs> who is also a WWE superstar, Carmella. But uh, we are Matt and Leah. On yeah. Bear With Us. Yeah. And it came about by accident. During the pandemic, we were doing Instagram lives, just talking about our life and our relationship, and people seemed to dig it, and yeah. um, we made it into a podcast. You guys where are we hilarious give together. <laughs> unsolicited advice about relationships that should end in disaster, <laughs> but for some reason, we seem to have a pretty good track record. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're moving towards saving lives one at a time, so yeah. it's, it's incredible. a good time. It's so much And it has fun. nothing to do with wrestling. To anybody <laughs> listening, because a lot of people were like, wait a minute, with this... What, this That's is just Corey mentally, and Carmella? No, yeah. it's not Corey and Carmella. It's Matt and yeah. Leah. It has nothing to do with WWE. Yeah. We are just two people talking about relationships and life. So yeah, just mentally wrestling through life together. That's exactly. You, there's your exactly. But yeah, no, I, I, is there anything else that you wanted to plug before we go? No, I, man, I, I, uh, I, that's that's the beauty of the machine, the WWE machine. If they have yeah. something to promote, is they got they, they got me covered. Yeah. Most of the time, I is don't there, even know about it. Is there like a local sandwich or something you want to shout out? Ooh, that's a good one. I you 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 put me on the spot, <laughs> and I think we'd be remiss to not not shout out Given to Fly over in the uh, North Shore with the the galley over yeah. right behind. Is it what's it called? The Federal Galley. Uh, is it is Federal there, Galley? Yeah. Galley. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our good friend Troy, Troy makes Beck. the yeah. best damn chicken sandwich one can find, I have certainly admit, in Pittsburgh. I haven't had it yet. Oh, well, you need and, to, you uh, need to Cody's been trying to give me to, you know, like, I don't know, I feel like I just haven't had a chance yet. I think it's, it's, it it's, it's forgivable. Right after this. It is forgivable, but I'm going <laughs> to recommend that you go there right now because right. it is fantastic. I, when Troy started this whole venture during the pandemic because he was bored and decided yeah. to make chicken sandwiches for his friends, Crazy. he would text me and go, hey, man, you home? Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. We're in lockdown. Of course I'm home. Yeah. I'm going to bring you some lunch. And he would bring me these chicken sandwiches. And I was like, where are these from, dude? What, where did yeah. you? And I made them. made them. That's All right. Well, now the world can we're enjoy We're not friends. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to, to Given to Fly. Make sure you check it out if you're in the neighborhood. That's cool. And as for me, you can find me at WWE Graves on Instagram. I suck at that. On Twitter, <laughs> I'm even worse at that. I just seem to 
make people very angry, but that's what I do. And that's the perfect know, heel, man. Ultimately how I get paid. I so. kind of wanted you to just come in here and just like, just heal out just, on yeah, you. Yeah. Just, just like bury me. Like, what is this? Set? Like I was waiting for this. When, when you walked in here, this actually was on the ground and you were like, Oh cool. Like, is it just like a, yeah, it, it is just a sticker set right now. I'm not fancy, um, man. But I'm, I thought I'm, it was going to fall halfway through and that would, you know, Hey, well it made it through. So congratulations to the, is, uh, it's doing well to just, the signage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, look, we could do this again. Just, yeah, you know, for sure. Just say it's when. Definitely a lot I'm of fun. in town. This was easy. This is great. You greeted cool. me with coffee. I mean, I wasn't going to be in a bad mood. So <laughs> we did this in the first part of the day. I didn't, yeah. didn't have anything to like set me off or fire me up. So <laughs> Not this yet. is, we went on vacation or on our honeymoon after yeah. the wedding and we went to Maui it looked amazing. and, and uh, she has been referring to me as Maui Matt since then. Cause it's I just, just haven't been able to shake that totally. vibe and I'm not mad at it. I'm just kind of, yeah, I got back kind of in it two days ago from my sister's wedding, not as cool of a destination, but still a beach. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Maui, but, um, I FaceTimed her yesterday cause she's still there. And I was like, my mind hasn't left the beach. Yeah. Like I'm still just. I'm still it, there. It's so hard to beat, man. I, I was sure that within a day or two of getting off the plane, <laughs> I would be back to my miserable self. But I'm still nah. still ringing that last <laughs> little bit of happiness out of the, the papayas yeah. and pineapple yeah. and all that. What a way to live. Man. Well, thank you so much for doing Dude, this, My bro. pleasure. Thank this you for the great, gifts. And uh, yeah, man, we'll do yeah. it again. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, now lock up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about taking my shirt off and letting you give me like a... No, 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 that's the worst. That, that hurt. I see people do that all the time. Like, you get, you get someone at the bar after the show. Come on, it can't be that bad. You guys do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll show you because then it's extra. Like, yeah. we're going to make sure. Yeah. Oh, you'll feel it. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please rate or review this show. Uh, that's how that it bumps this show up in the algorithm. Uh, I haven't put any ads into this show to this to this point, but I'm going to start running some. But honestly, the best way to grow this thing is just from you guys reviewing it sharing it and you know just text it to a friend be like yo this is really cool i know you work from home or i know you are an artist or you have a hobby or whatever and you listen to podcasts in the background send them this show give them something else to to listen to because i know me like i have a rotation of podcasts and it's hard for me to even keep up with them but sometimes they get a little stagnant and you got to mix it up a little bit so if you know somebody who's into sports into art into design into like you know, the intricacies of uniforms and apparel within sports, all that like kind of nerdy stuff that we talk about on this show. That's like such a niche market. That's why I need you guys to help push this out because it is such a niche market that um, unless we're kind of like pushing it together, it's, it's really hard to find them. So uh, it's just me. I'm just an artist. I'm not a corporation. I don't have a recording studio. Uh, I'm doing this all on my own. So any help is much appreciated because I want to keep doing this. Um, and the more that it grows, the more fun things I can do with it. So stay tuned, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, check out the other videos. There's plenty of episodes, uh, to watch. If this is your first one, go back and watch another one. Appreciate you guys watching. Thanks for being here till next time. Peace. Peace.